Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So I was in the shower. I was cleaning my ass and making all shirts all sparkly. Thank you, Clean. I'm not the funny one. I'm the pretty one. Talk shots. <laughs> <laughs> I just checked myself out. Beatles, music, wine. The glory hole is like a, a like big theater of a magic trick. Which means your pants had better come off. Mama needs playtime. We're not sluts. We just love love. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to By the By. I am one of your hosts, Mr. Atom. And I am Mrs. Atom. And we're here with new microphones. Yay! Ooh, so hopefully ah. it sounds okay. We'll find out afterwards and if we need to redo this or not. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> won't be the first time we re-recorded a podcast. No, from no, it won't. But hopefully it'll be better and, and sound at least a little better to you I'm guys. I'm looking at this and it looks like we're... It looks like we're coming through loud and clear and I'm all excited. Yay! I know. So yeah, we... Um, we may have splurged a bit today and got us some real microphones because we were sick of the shit of... Yeah. It's such a pain to try and listen to it afterwards and it just sounds like crap and then try and fix it. Podcasting's it hard. still doesn't sound good. So we just said, screw it. We're going to go get some actual decent microphones and just be done with it. Yeah. So um, here we are. So yay. Yay. Exciting. Um, we're semi-pros yeah. at more than just, you know, <laughs> fooling around. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, how's it going? Good. Would you like to <laughs> tell everyone what's been going on? What has been going on? So uh, we went out uh, last Thursday night mm-hmm. um, and saw Suicide Squad. Which by the time this podcast gets released is already going to be a little bit old, but whatever. It was new to us at the time. Hell, by was... the time this podcast, <laughs> podcast gets released, Suicide Squad might be on DVD. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but it was opening night in the theater. Opening night, yeah. So it was Thursday night and we went and saw the uh, 9 o'clock showing. Yes. Um, and we had a, a guest come along with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my new play partners. Um, we're giving him the, the name Jack because, you know, he's a jack of all trades. Mm-hmm. Um, a master of most. <laughs> Everything we've experienced so far, anyway. Everything well, I've you have, so anyway. I guess I don't get to, but anyway. um, yeah. So uh, it was fun. I think, uh, as a side note, Suicide Squad was a you know pretty good movie. It's not great. It's not going to change your world, um, but it is fun to watch Margot Robbie. Um, it's entertaining. Yeah, she's yeah. she's a fantastic Harley Quinn, um, who was one of my first crushes. Which we downloaded the uh, animated Batman, the animated yes. series as well, and watched Harley Quinn's first appearance. And uh, yeah, sploosh. anyway, sploosh. So uh, back to, <laughs> sorry, sorry, I digress. Um, so we went and saw Suicide Squad and that was fun. I think, honestly, though, the best part of the movie was sitting in between you guys, holding both of your all's hands, yeah. petting both of your all's legs. And it it was, was cute. It was fun. It's nice to be... I don't know. It's nice to have that kind of relaxed freedom mm-hmm. and to be with people who are comfortable enough with me expressing affection for both of them. Yeah. Well, we're both touchy people. Uh, both Jack and I are. And and you are. All of us are. So it just it's a natural expression of how we feel. And there's 
you know, no jealousy or anything. It's in fact, I think it's really sweet and really cute, and I like to watch it. Yeah, so, yeah. so we uh, we went and uh, we had him over for dinner, and I cooked, mm-hmm. and um, we had a nice dinner. It was his first time meeting Mrs. Adam. Uh, so that hopefully was, I didn't scare him away. I don't think so. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so we had uh, a nice dinner, and, you know, you all got along along very well. Yeah, he's a really nice uh, guy. And then we saw the movie, and then we came back here. And I will say, I think it got a little awkward because he and I were making out on the couch, and Mrs. Adam was sitting there watching us with drool running down her face. <laughs> <laughs> she might have been touching herself through her jeans a wee bit. Um, I wasn't doing that because I thought that might be a little too far for him. <laughs> the drool, I think, was enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's always good when you have drool from both sets of lips. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so no. And then uh, I think I suggested us going back to the bedroom and he pulled the plug on it. So, yes. which I respect. You know, it's like it's a little too far at this point in front of her. It was the first time he met me. So yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, um, totally fine. But yeah, so uh, I have a feeling that we'll see more of him. Uh, or at least you will. Well, yeah, no, you will as well. Um you know, because the whole inner circle kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, true. Fair enough. The inner circle is important. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that was good. And then last night? Mm-hmm. No. No, two nights ago. Two nights ago. Jeez, this whole weekend has flown by. Mm-hmm. Like, um, we had some friends come over for dinner and a little bit of play. And um, yeah, it was great. It was nice because we hadn't... We'd had dinner with them a few weeks ago, but we hadn't played with them in quite a while. Yes. It's just schedules and life. They have kids life and, and yeah. getting life together yeah. and blah, blah, blah. We understand. Um, so it was really, really nice to have them over and to yeah. play because they're a fun couple to hang out with. Yeah. We really I really like them both. Yeah. Good conversation. Intelligent. Yes. Uh, not that it, all of our all of our friends are intelligent or they wouldn't be our friends. Um, <laughs> but yeah, intelligent. We tend to be on the same page on most things. Definitely. And, yeah, it's kind of yeah. fun because it's, you know, he's more on the buy side and that's not what you find very often. And mm-hmm. she's very much on the buy side, which that's mm-hmm. kind of awesome. And yeah, it was. And it they're was, both, they're beautiful people inside now yeah. and fun to play with. It's yeah. comfortable. Puppy pile is easy. Yep. and yeah. 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 Puppy piles. If you've never tried one, give it a go. It's just fun. <laughs> and I think we've decided, we've described this before, but for us, a puppy pile, you know, it's we're all just kind of laying intertwined and, you know, it's, you're, you're not really concerned with sex or, or I should say, <laughs> you're very concerned with sex. You're not concerned with the gender. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of nice. It's yeah. easy. But. When there's a body part in front of you, you know, you play with it, do whatever with it, and it, it's going to switch up and you might go to someone else and that's yeah. fine. And Yeah. It's always nice. Yeah, yeah it's very nice. Um, a little bit of stress on my end, which we'll get to later in the meat of this podcast, pun mm-hmm. intended. Um, <laughs> but yeah, a little bit of stress on this end, but uh, we'll we'll move into that in a bit. Anything else new and exciting other than uh, our brand new microphones? No, no, I don't think so. I think I'm going to give my microphone a name. Are you? I don't know. I feel like I should. I want to put little stickers on it. Okay. Oh, can I put like little unicorn? Oh, we, we still have, have the stickers. stickers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so we'll, we'll okay. do that afterwards. <laughs> she was already up running to get the unicorn stickers. But people. they're only like. I know, but not even a meter put away. Stickers on while we're talking in them because okay. there'll be all like noise and people will be like, "What are you fine, doing putting stickers fine. on your microphones? Do that when you're not recording." Because that's Fair what enough. people say. Okay. People talk. 
but yes, she was diving for the microphones or for the unicorn the stickers. stickers. Ah, that's my girl. Yeah. Um. All right. So, should we get onto it? Yeah. I feel like this is gonna be one of those podcasts when I talk a lot and you don't do a lot of talking. Okay. <laughs> like most of podcasts. <laughs> is that, is like, that a problem? Why don't you shut up, Mister Adam? <laughs> um. Okay. So. A few months ago, I came across over Twitter, um, I follow uh, the sex toy company Lelo, uh, mm-hmm. L-E-L-O. I thought it was Lelo for a long time, but it's not. We heard people say it, and they're Lelo. So um, every time I hear Lelo, I think of the color yellow. And a How little kids it. say it's it. No, I don't yeah. know. Anyway. Tangent. <laughs> so um, they posted a blog um, citing mistakes we make in bed um, or mistakes we make with a partner and blah, 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 blah. Uh, so we read through it and we, we like it. We would like to touch on it. but So the way we're going to do this is we're actually going to um, go through each of their headers and then just sort of talk about our own experience because we think the headers are good um, and the meat of that uh, blog was good as well. We both read it and we think it's valuable, but we want to talk about how it affects us. Um, because this podcast is about us. Right. Um, but we'll make a point to post a link to that. Um, on the website. Yeah, to that yeah. to that uh, blog on the website. Which, at this point, you, this weekend, that was something we did. That Just to add again, we updated the website. We made a few changes. We've updated the Facebook page. Wow. I'm, I mean, we're, it, we're starting to look like a, like a professional organization here. It's, a, it's a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, it only the, took us, we've been doing this for seven months. Right. And then I took a look at the website, particularly on my phone, and the mobileness was terrible. And I was like, we, we have to fix this. I, I, it's going to drive Adam me got crazy. The shits on Saturday. Yeah. She yeah. was not happy. <laughs> she threw a little fit. There was stuff flying over. That's why we had to go get a new microphone. She picked our microphones up, snapped them in half. She hulked out. Yeah. Oh, we should get a picture of that. Yeah. Should, yeah. <laughs> Look at yeah. the big green breasts. But that's um, okay. We, we fixed it all. We got it. Yeah. It's in a better place now. It's good. So, so very happy. All right. Sorry. Back to the, uh, back to the meat of the mm-hmm. podcast. So we have mistakes we make in the bedroom. And as we go through this, I'm going to, um, as I was reading the headings in particular, a few of them I had slightly different ideas as to what they meant until I read the description. So we'll talk about that as well when we get there. Which I think is valuable. I think yeah. that's uh, and valid as well. I think it's both. Um, so yeah. All right. So first up, not being upfront. Mm-hmm. How do you? I don't have this problem. <laughs> that's very true. Yes. Yes. Um, I'll never forget our first hookup. Um, we're laying there postcoital, and you roll over to me and you longingly look into my eyes and go. Are you okay to drive home? <laughs> Which yes. was the sweetest GTFO I've ever heard. Get the fuck out. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, to this date, that yeah. still is like. Yeah. No, I, I tend to be pretty good at asking for what I want um, and and making it clear, especially like if we're going, if we're meeting up with people. Especially new people, we always tell them we don't hook up on the first date. Right. So yeah. don't expect No matter it. how much we want to. Yes. And there's been times where it's been very difficult for both of us. Right. Um, yeah. Um, so we make that very clear. There's, you know, back when we were 
before we were dating, when we were dating, whatever, whenever I would meet somebody, if I was just looking for a booty call, I made it very clear that all I want is a hookup. I don't want anything else. Um, you know, I don't want anything serious, whatnot. And I think that's important to make known from the beginning of a relationship, what are you looking for? You know, and it doesn't have to be, you know, you might want something more later, but it, and relationships it can, can change. Right, yeah, it course. can evolve. Um, but to just be like, you know, for now we're just hooking up, we're having fun. And then if we decide later we want something more, then great. If we don't, if it never changes, it always stays there, then it always stays there. Yeah. Um, but I also think, and I don't really recall now where the article went with it, but I think that also applies to in bed itself. You know, if there's something, if you want your partner to do something in particular, if you like something or don't like something, then don't be afraid to make that known because they're not going to know unless you tell them or somehow otherwise indicate. Well, I think that when when we looking at this at this article, um, one of the things that it, it's very clear is that we're not mind readers. No, um, none of us are mind readers. So, you know, if there's something that you want or there's an issue that you have that's going on, you need to actually communicate that to mm -hmm. your partner. Um, and this not being upfront, you know, for me, I have I feel like I'm pretty upfront with people, but my problem is I have a time management issue. Um, I like to have big blossoming relationships with a lot of people. And in reality, I don't have enough time to do that, mm -hmm. um, which sucks because there are people who I really like um, who, I, you know, you know if, if they live too far away or, or you know, something's coming up or, you know, it's, it's difficult to have these, these um, almost boiling kind of relationships. I like the, I like boiling relationships. Um, you know, and, and unfortunately many of my secondary or tertiary relationships, they don't boil. They, some of them barely simmer and that's, that's a problem. Um, and I have, that bothers me because then I feel guilty because I feel like, well, I'm leading this person on, even though I tend to try to be open up, up front. Um, but then I'm open and up front about what I want, which is a boiling passionate relationship, but I don't have the time to invest in that. And that's stressful. <laughs> I will say as far as you go and asking for what you want in the bedroom, you're a lot better now than you once were. Mm. Um, and even now though, there's times where you're like, you know, we'll be talking about something afterwards and you'll say, well, I really wanted this or I thought it was really hot when you did, you know, X, Y, or Z. Well, I said that this and, afternoon, talking yeah, about this morning. And, and it was something that I'd never even knew that, you know, you might like or that you liked that much. And so maybe yeah. I do it a little, but not enough. And and so that, and that's how we continue to evolve our in our relationship yeah. and, and whatnot. But at the same time, you're a lot better now, even in the midst of, of things when we're you know in the bedroom you're a lot better at, at saying i want this or can i do this yeah. than yeah. than you used to be um, you know it's it's funny because it's always been hard for me to ask for what i want in bed um and i don't know why i'm gonna assume it has to do with society because that's who i normally blame um <laughs> uh, society is my normal bad guy um but no it is hard for me to say i want you to do this Mm -hmm. It's easier for me to ask, can I do this? Um, but it's hard for me to some, it, it's oftentimes hard for me to say, I want to do, I want you to do this or do this to me. Right. Um, I'm, I, it's funny because I'm actually better with guys describing what I want. Um, 
And I don't know why, but it's almost like, you know, bedroom talk is locker room speak. And it's easier to be, you know, crass and dirty with a guy than it is with a woman, even you, Mm -hmm. which makes no sense to me, even my own brain. Um, But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's, uh, it's hard. But it is important though, because, you know, like you said earlier, we're not mind readers and, and there's no way that a a partner, whether a temporary or permanent partner, is going to know everything that you need or want or enjoy unless you somehow make that known. And it can be talking about it in the moment. It can be talking about it later. You can show them, you, if depending on how they learn and how well they are reading you, you can also express it in other ways, right. um, you know, physically, verbally, other than talking or whatnot. But you Sometimes still some... it's hard to communicate with a ball gang again. <laughs> but you give the thumbs up, you yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> but what if my hands are bound? Well, your hands can be bound, but I guess if your fingers are bound, I don't know. Well, I nah. could have the, like, leather hoofs or something on. Yeah, that's true. We don't have any. Well, but then wag your the tail? List. I don't know. <laughs> I can totally wag my tail. <laughs> that's great. Yes. Um, yeah, but it's tough. I think, you know, I understand that nobody wants the other problem with this is that you can be up front and the problem with being up front is if somebody's not on the same level as you mm-hmm. they're going to instantly cut you down or 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 strike you down or whatever so for instance if yeah. you are if you match somebody on tinder and the first thing you say is look i want something casual mm-hmm. um i'm not looking for a life partner um even if you say i'm looking for a you know a secondary tertiary partner um if that's not what they want, you're being open up front, but they instantly are like, oh, nope, don't want it. And while I think that's possible, I think that's mostly 80% a good thing in that you're not investing time into something that's fruitless. The other problem to that is a lot of people assume they don't want something just because they have don't have enough information. It. Yeah, they don't have the experience. Yeah. They don't have enough information on what a... You know, they don't have the, like an open relationship. They don't have any firsthand experience as mm-hmm. to what an open relationship looks like. They look through it. They look at it through their own lens, which is clouded by inexperience. Um, and so they assume that they don't want it, right? Or it's bad, or it's wrong. So it's tough to be. You know, the question then is, at what point do you become upfront? Because you also don't want to sleep with somebody and then go, oh, by the way, I'm married. Um, yeah. You're you're not a primary partner. It's just. Well, it may not... Communication it, is hard. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I was going to say, even in the bedroom, that's a good point, is that you don't want to scare someone off right away and be like, you know, I want, you know, I don't know, just, you know, if you come right, right out of the game, be like, I want double penetration, then they might yeah. be like, whoa, wait, 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 where yeah, did that wait, come from? Wait, what, we haven't even discussed <laughs> yeah. single penetration. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so there is like a fine line as well in, in reading your partner and knowing... You know, how much can you ask for at any given time? Yeah. And as you get to know that person better, you may be able to ask for more or direct things a bit more. Or they might be the type of personality that you can do that from the beginning. Yeah. But you have to read well, you them and, I were and like see. That. From the beginning, yeah. we were able to, you know, pretty much talk about at least what our relationship mm-hmm. was going to look like. Mm-hmm. We described that very, both of us, I feel, very openly and honestly from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Mostly because I don't think either one of us wanted a relationship. That's what made it easy. Right. Um, but, yeah. But there are some of our secondary partners that we have to nurture things a bit more before we really got, you know, super comfortable in in 
just talking about like you know specifics of what we wanted and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so some came faster than others, and <laughs> there's a oh, joke there. Terrible. Sorry, <laughs> I didn't intend that. Sorry, guys. Uh, pun in non intended. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. So this sort of leads into the next one, which is, you, you touched on it a bit, which is not taking control. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I get that as well. And I, this is one of those, I feel like I do that poorly. I don't take control well. I, I give control very well, but I don't take it very well. But I'm going to be completely sexist and say that I think that not taking control is something that more that's more likely done by women in general than it is by men. And I say that because in my experience, most women are looking for those cues from the men, you know, to, for the man to take control. Do you agree? I would tend to agree with that. Um, and yeah, you are generally not the one to take control, no. but there are times where you just you hulk out and you become all yeah, girl. Really and and it doesn't at that point it's like my testosterone injections are kicking in yeah i should totally take t- testosterone injections i don't know what that would do to me right yeah. maybe i'd get hair where there's not hair before oh well that that would, could be interesting or it could be really kind of creepy depends on where that hair goes yeah. you know you don't really want it like sprouting out your ears and off the side of your neck and yeah that would suck yeah yeah anyway but, it's only a matter um, of time, kid. Have you seen my granddad? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but there are times where you do become very girl and, and really do take control. And at that, those times, it doesn't really matter what mood I'm in. I don't think I've ever been in a very controlling mood at the same time. But, you know, as soon as you start to, though, I, I can very clearly recognize that. It's like, okay, well, he's, he's taking control this time. Yeah. And that's, that's how it's going to be. Well, it's interesting. You've, you have, I've gotten resistance from you before. And I often wonder, oh, is, she, is this her, just her normal self? Or is she trying to take back control, maintain control, or, or what? Is this difficult for her to relieve control? It is difficult for me to relieve control, but when when it's clear that you need control, it's not yeah. it's not difficult for me. But sometimes I do that also to push you a bit more, and then you take more control and you become more girl. Wow. And so it's you're manipulating me just I love to it. to play that a bit more. And yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So it depends on the scenario, but yeah, that's funny. But there are times where I've I've done that, and then you're like, no, I want it. So. I don't actually say that, but. <laughs> That's what you act like. Though. Yeah, that's what I act like. Yeah. I will say that. I may throw a little fit. No, and it's funny because I look at like there was then one point that, and I don't know how it works for you, but when I think back on our sex, mm-hmm. I don't think back on individual like this was great, but I think in flashes. Like I can remember over the past couple of weeks, there was one point in which you were in cowgirl position, mm-hmm. and I had my hand on my left hand on your hip and my right hand around your throat, mm-hmm. and I was actually choking you a little, but I was also putting it to where you were choking yourself because I, I basically just a football term. And then I can lean stiff into arm. it. Yeah, I stiff yeah. armed you. Football term. Look at me making a football term. Yes, I'm so manly. I'm taking control tonight. Does that does that translate to rugby for the Australians? I don't care. <laughs> I made a sports I just made a sports term joke thing correlation I don't know anyway um, but yeah and so you were basically choking yourself mm-hmm. your your throat was in my yeah. hand and that actually was really good for me and at the same time I'm like oh I'm kind of taking control and a couple of times your eyes kind of rolled back in your head and then I thought uh, I should probably not do this because this is a Monday night and we're having pictures taken Wednesday morning 
It was fine. There was no bruising. No, I know, but I was thinking the worst thing oh. I could do is put bruising <laughs> on you before our pictures. Nah, it's fine. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So um, that was kind of hot. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So I, I t- it's hard for me to take control. Um, yeah. I have... and you don't always have to take control. Um, I mean, I think that's I, know. Yeah. That, I think that's important to say too. Is you don't always have to. It's, if it's not natural for you, it's not natural for you. But don't be afraid to, if you have a secret desire to at some point, or even certain moods or certain times, if you want to, don't be afraid. Well, I think when one place this really works is, like, how do you want to be touched? Yeah. So, for instance, there's been a couple of times where I've actually taken your hands and put them on my junk. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I feel that's taking control. I'm guiding your hand. This is what I want. Um, or, you know you know i think it's it's also great for for women especially because um some guys have uh, and some women have uh, a bit more difficulty fly, finding like the clitoris yeah so True. help them show them where it is this is where i want to be touched this is how i want to be touched you know guide, you know put your hand on top of their hand or something like that mm-hmm. to sort of guide that person um into helping them discover you yeah touch yourself the way that you want to be touched and let them see that if they're an astute partner they will pay attention to how you're touching yourself and learn from that and and emulate that yeah and if they're not paying attention you know i say feel free to say pay attention this is what feels good (laughs) or or go "Ooh, this feels good kind of thing yeah um you know it's an it's tough but i think it's important um yeah, anything, any other uh, notes on taking no, control? No, I don't think so. All right, let's move on to uh, lacking confidence. Um, so we have a whole body image um, episode that we're going to have some guests in on. Um, we hope to get both Blue Steel and The Lady, uh, but we'll we'll talk about that later. Well, when we do the episode. When, anyway. When schedules when allow, schedules we'll allow. do that one. Um, yeah. But, you know, so I think this sort of touches on body mm-hmm. image um, and, and lacking that confidence. But not just that. It's also lacking confidence in both your abilities, your yourself, anything. You know, yeah. there, I remember um, at a very young age, there was a girl that I had a crush on that, we went, uh, that I went to school with. Um, and I didn't ask her out because I thought that her family made too much money and there was no way that I could be good enough for a, a girl whose family made that much more money than my family made. That that's a, that was a confidence issue. You know, that's a, it's a monetary confidence issue, but that's still... Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think you lack confidence. I think you are overflowing with confidence. No, I or don't... Or at least you fake it well enough. I don't think I do, but I would say that... You know, it is, confidence is very attractive in a partner. And it's, as Mr. Adams said, it's not just being confident in your looks and whatnot, but it's also in your abilities, your skills. And, you know, when you go to the bedroom, be confident in that and be confident in what you're doing. Whether you actually are or not, it doesn't matter. Just fake it. And, um, you know, in, if, even if you're just kissing and making out or in conversation, and if you're not sure about how the conversation's going or how it feels, steer it in a different way that does make you comfortable and, and that you are more confident in, in conversing with this person. Because if you can carry on a good, solid conversation, that can go a long ways. And so whatever it takes to make that happen, if you need to move to a different topic or, you know, 
go to a different, maybe where you're conversing isn't conducive to conversation, you know, go somewhere where it is conducive or, but basically whatever your end goal is, whatever you're trying to do with your partner, just be confident in it and, and be comfortable. And whether that's in the bedroom, out of the bedroom, it's in your looks in the way you walk and everything. Yeah. And, and uh, you touch on a good point. You know, it's, it's funny and this is so fucking cliche, but the most important sex organ is between your ears. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is, you know, it's funny. I'm really good at the confidence of wooing people. I'm very good at relationship building. I'm very good at, I can get somebody into a bedroom. I'm, I am confident in that. Um, I'm a silver tongue. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I do very well with that. And, you know, so like she said, what I, what I tend to do is I, I steer the conversation to things that I'm comfortable talking about and confident in. Um, I'm a great listener, which most people like. Yeah. Um, you know, my, my great-grandmother used to say, um, we have two ears and one mouth for a reason, so we listen twice as much as we speak. People like to talk about themselves. And that's, again, it's part of that confidence thing. If you ask somebody a question, it's an easy thing. If, you, if you're feeling self-confident and like you're not liking where this conversation is going or you don't feel comfortable with the subject matter, ask a question about somebody. You know, it's a good way to, to A, learn about your partner and B, you know, you're taking some of the pressure off yourself. Um, so that always works. I yeah. think for me, that's, that's a confidence builder. If I'm starting to feel a little don't know what to do, I ask them a question, you know, oh, from anything from, I, I like the jewelry, where did you get it, to, you know, what was your last vacation, where did you go, to, you know, what's the meaning of life? Um, so I, I think those are important things. But then also about the confidence, you know, we all have underwear that we feel really confident in. And I am a firm believer that it, even if you're the only one that will see that underwear, you still, your attitude changes. I know I have underwear that mm-hmm. I feel very confident in and it affects the entire day. And then, you know, I have underwear that, you know, I'm like, oh, well, it's okay. And again, I find that that, infect, that affects my entire day. So I try to, to, to wear the good stuff whenever I am either meeting a new person or we're going out, especially if I think the pants might come off. Yeah. I wear underwear that are, uh, yeah. that make me feel attractive if you feel sexy then you're going to act sexy it's going to be better all overall and i have shirts uh, you know i think that all of my i would say out of my last 10 first dates i almost always wear the same shirt on the first date yeah i love i have a white kind of crimped crinkled whatever fabric but it's snap shirt i love that shirt i feel sexy in it i like the way it looks on me um you can see a bit of tattoo through the shirt. You have a little more swagger when you're I wearing it. I do. I feel it. badass yeah. in that shirt. And I love that <laughs> shirt. And someday it's going to fall apart and I'm going to cry. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, confidence is important. Definitely. Um, so yes, I think that's, yeah. Um, anything else you want to know? No. Okay. <laughs> I think we covered it. Cool. Uh, number four, not letting yourself go. This is one that... Just on the heading, I misunderstood what the content was. Um, what I, did you understand? I the took to it be? as letting yourself go in the the looks department. You know, when you're in a relationship and you get yeah. comfortable with that, and you know, you may not 
do your hair as much anymore, you don't put on as much makeup, or you don't wear those sexy clothes that make you feel comfortable, confident. Moved granny panties. Yeah, and you have your, you know, just normal t-shirt bra all the time. You never push those girls up in his face. and Yeah, but so I took it as letting yourself go physically. Gotcha. I didn't, when I read the description, I realized that's not exactly what they meant, but yeah. No, but that's, I think that's a good point. I mean, that is a mistake that we make a mistake that we make in the bedroom. Um, because it affects all aspects. It does. If, if yeah. you become, if you are not making your best effort to present yourself, then your partner is probably not going to be quite as excited by you. Um, and you're not feeling as sexy and, and confident as you could be. So therefore you may not act exactly the same either. Mm. And you know, things kind of start that slippery slope and, tend to slide off a bit. Yeah, no, you make a good point. Uh, I can tell you from personal relationship, personal relationships that that has happened. Um, you know, both of us started, not Mrs. Adam and I, but uh, a previous partner of mine, uh, we both started to let things go. And as we let things go, it just kind of slid downhill. And ultimately, I mean, that was one of the things that was the end for us. But it was, mm-hmm. yeah, it's kind of... You just get complacent and yeah. don't put the effort in. Um, so yeah, so what, what I think the article meant (laughs) was something very different, was something very different, (laughs) which is, um, focusing on your experience, focusing Mm -hmm. on what is happening, um, at the same time. So I know for me, I have a massive issue letting myself go to let my brain, um, loose and to enjoy the situation, which I'm in. Just be in that moment. Yeah. Um, and it's something that I've, you know, I try to work on and I try to work through, um, but it's just so difficult. Um, and I do find that that does affect, it doesn't, I, I'm, I'm to the point where I can do it with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that happened, I think pretty on, uh, pretty early on. Mm-hmm. Um, I could let, let myself go with you. Um, but with just about every other partner that I come across, I I overthink, I, and it's a lot of stuff that's sort of weighing in, and swirling around in my head. Um, but it ends up being this maelstrom that once you get in, it's impossible to get out of. Um, and you can't relax. You can't focus on anything. Um, and for me, that often expresses as performance anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, uh, you know, I get uh, erectile dysfunction and, and I can't, as soon as that happens, I, I can't get out of that. And it tends to be more in group settings. It's worse one on in one. group settings. It happens one-on-one as well with women, not with guys. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Um, I'm sure Freud would have a lot to say about that, but um, I, I, I am more comfortable with guys mm-hmm. than I am with 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 women, um, except for you, which again, Freud, help me out. Um, but <coughs> excuse me. Um, it, it's one of those things that it's, it, it's, it's so frustrating and it's one of the, I wish I could let myself go and, and just let the sort of the body take over the animalistic side, uh, take over. Um, there's too much ego, not enough id. So I know that you have tried, um, at times to focus more on when that starts to happen, you know, focus on, you know, she's touching me or he's yeah. touching me. This is what's going on. This is what I'm looking at. This is what I'm touching. Yep. This is, and you're trying to be, force yourself to be more in that moment and not think about the dysfunction, but think about what is providing pleasure. Does that help? It does help. Um, so, you know, to give a little more background on this for listeners, um, I've done just about everything you can imagine. I've tried meditation. Um, I've tried hypnotherapy. Um, I've done, we've, we, this has come up with our, our personal counselor. Mm-hmm. Um, and this has only really been an issue for me since we started playing with groups. Right. Um, you know, the first few times, it's always nerves. And that makes sense. Nerves, we all get nervous in new situations. It's, it's difficult. Yeah. You know, it's that fight or flight sort of thing. And your body's saying, okay, I, I, need, this is, I, I need to get out of here kind of thing. Um, so it is very common. Um, it is very common. I know because I've seen it happen with other people mm-hmm. um, when we're in a group together. Uh, for me, however, uh, it tends to be one of those things that once once I think about it, it's always there. I can't not think about it. And it is impossible not to light that fire. Um, so for me, let's say, for instance, Friday, mm-hmm. when we had our friends over. Um, the first time I thought about what if, what if I can't get an erection was probably Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you can't live in the moment and focus on the experience at, at hand when you're 24 hours plus in front of that experience. Um, and that still happens to me. You know, I have, uh, you know, a, a female partner that, um, that if I were to set up a date with her and I knew that I was going to play, that would be forefront of my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's tough to get over that. It's tough to get around that. And then once we're, once we are playing like Friday night, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it comes and goes, um, but it mostly goes, you know, and I focus on the partner and what's going on, but I can't, yeah. you know, you can't get over that hump to, so to speak. And there are times, especially in group play and, you know, depending on timing and whatnot, where you start down that slippery slope, but then I can bring you back. Yes. And then it's fine after that. But it's, or at least it's fine with me. I've never had an issue with you, ever. Right. And part of me wonders if that's the thing. Is it because we have so much sex, we have such a healthy (laughs) sex life that... Maybe that's it. Perhaps, you know, I don't want to test this out. But oh, you're not <laughs> saying like too much sex. <laughs> no. Okay. Excuse me. I keep coughing. Um, but I'm saying that, you know, we have, we average one and a half times a day. Yeah. You know. Easily. Yeah. And we have, we've had weeks where we go twice a day. 
And so... And more on the weekends, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And then we come to play partners, and mm-hmm. it's like, at that point, my body's like, you know, if it was you again, if it's just you and me, sure, I'm ready to go again. But with, with other people, my brain's like, oh, God, I can't be fucking bothered. <laughs> um, and sometimes I wonder if that's it. You know, if it's... If we were to give up sex for a week, and then we had play partners, mm-hmm. but the honest truth is, at that point, the only person I'd want to play with is you. Right. Um, so... I don't know. Um, yeah. And we've had heard that from other play partners, you know, when they're away for a while. Yeah. And then come back together. Because we've, there's another couple that we've played with and, you know, they were apart for, say, the week before and then we come in to have a date with them or whatnot and all he wants to do is play with her because yeah. they've been apart. Which makes sense. And that's completely yeah. understandable. But it does kind of then defeat the purpose of the group play other than the whole voyeuristic exhibition which is awesome I actually think I enjoy that I like it sometimes I almost like that better than playing with other people is playing in front of people I still I know we've we've touched on that before I prefer I actually prefer it more if I'm playing in front of strangers yeah well that's true Um, but there are times where it's just it's just fucking hot to sit there and watch other people yes totally yeah I'm perfectly happy with that yeah um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's frustrating. Um, yeah. I, I find that, so I, if I drug up, it works mm-hmm. a lot better. Um, because then it's, I don't know if it's mostly placebo. I know that if I just take the drugs and it's just you and me, mm-hmm. we will go and have sex in a weekend. Like bunnies. Uh, yeah. It's like eight, nine, ten times yeah. in, in a two day period. Um, Cialis is my favorite. I've taken Viagra as well. Um, if you've never taken either of those drugs, I can tell you my experience with them. Um, Viagra has a, I would say, I think, I think the the manufacturer Pfizer says a four hour mm-hmm. body life, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. Um, for me, it's six to eight hours. It's in, I can feel it in my body for six to eight hours. The first thirty minutes, my face gets flushed. My I have a ringing in my ears. I feel a little dizzy. Um, and slight headache. A you've slight headache about. at times. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I would advise don't take it on an empty stomach um, and definitely don't take it if the only thing in your body is alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done that. It makes me so sick. Um, one, the last In the last two years, the one time that I've been um, sick from drinking was because I had taken Viagra. Yeah. Um, which is funny because I think I threw up four times and then we fucked like bunnies. Well, the other I was going to say the other problem with that though is that it does open up your blood vessels so then you're absorbing the alcohol a lot faster as well. So you get drunk a lot faster. The logic makes sense. And yeah. and so yeah, so I tend to try to really pay attention to my alcohol consumption. Cuz we've also had a friend that did that. Yes. Yep. Um I try to really pay attention to my alcohol consumption yeah. when I'm when I'm on those bill, pills. Uh so Viagra is, is okay. My preference is Cialis. I love Cialis. <laughs> Cialis, I call it the perfect weekend in a pill. Um, so I only take 10 milligrams, which is half of a normal serving size. Um, or dosage. Dose. Whatever serving size. <laughs> no, I, it's not dinner. <laughs> not with that attitude. Um, well, it's my dinner. It's not your I dinner. Know, right? It's all you can eat, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... I, I, I like it because it, I, I'll take it. And again, I get that 30 minutes of head rush, you know, flushed feeling. I can feel my cheeks get redder, buzzing in my ears, um, slight headache. And then I am ready to go for a good 48. I, t- I usually take it on a Friday night. Yeah. 
and then I'm ready. I'm done. Like I'm ready to go at in, at a moment's notice through the Sunday evening. Yeah, it's fantastic. I love I love Cialis. Honestly, if if I didn't think it would kill me, I would take it almost daily. Um, yeah, let's not test that one. It probably won't kill you. It can't kill you because um, it originally it was a heart like a blood pressure, right? It's, That's how Pfizer. Was. I think it started think out something like that. Pfizer, I think, it was blood pressure. Yeah, anyway, I can't remember um, all the details. So back to the point of this story, right. which is that for me, um, that does help the erectile dysfunction, mm-hmm. ED. Um, if I if I take that, I still have that issue, and I still fo- I have trouble focusing. But once the erection gets there, that sucker fucking ain't going anywhere yeah. um, because of the drugs. Bless you, drugs. Um, so. You know, it's it's tough because I know I know where the problem is, but there's nothing I can do that fixes it, um, really. Um, and like Friday night, I was when after they left. I mean, it was a great experience. You know, I think everybody everybody was happy. Everybody had fun. But I have this like, you know, I have this cloud that hangs over me. It's just like you go into a dark place. Yeah, I go into yeah. a very dark place, and I'm, I'm. It's a bit of that self-loathing and what's wrong with you. You know, I and I know you and I have discussed this before. I feel like I've been given the keys to the palace, um, or or I think this is the a better uh, analogy is I've been given you know keys to a new car, but every car is out of gas you know you're you can open you've got a key that can start any car in the world but none of them have gas in them you know so you go and you sit in the fucking car and you're like oh well this is great but it wouldn't be great if i could drive it kind of thing um that's really a frustrating feeling to have a partner who is okay with you realistically okay with you sleeping with anyone um and then you can't do it it's like wow thank you irony <laughs> um <laughs> And it's it's a it's it is a problem. It's frustrating, and I, mm-hmm. you know, again, having tried everything from hypnosis to normal gnosis, uh, it's yeah, it's it's something that I, I can't get over. I may never get over it, I, which yeah. is I'm starting to get to that point where where I'm like, okay, you know, I'm very good with my mouth. I'm very good with my hands. Yep. Um, yes, you are. There's there's a lack of. It's funny because I feel like there's a lack of intimacy without you know, penetrative, normal sex, but yeah. But that's a good point too, is that, you know, in group play, it doesn't have to be that everyone plays with everyone or that you penetrate all the females, whatever, or even that we swap. It's more just that you play and you have fun. And as long as everyone's happy with what happens, it doesn't, you don't have to have penetrative sex with everyone. I know. Or with another partner. I know, but there's, you know, there's always those times where, you know, where in a group setting where everybody is partner coupled off and everybody is is having sex and then you're not. Yeah. And I don't, I'm not... I'm not as worried about me. I'm okay. I can get over it. I'm more concerned about you. Just want to make my, sure the partner that I'm with that your partner is. I know pleased. how that. I know how your mm-hmm. brain works, or I know how the brain works. And they think, oh, I hope it's not me. Is there something wrong with me? Mm-hmm. And that's what's so frustrating about it is because mm-hmm. you can't go, oh, well, it's me. It's not you. Because of course you would say that. <laughs> because you know everybody, anybody yeah. who's polite would say that. So there's really no way to get around that to try to communicate mm-hmm. that. It really is me. This is a physiological problem that I can't overcome. You know, 
<sighs> yeah, I'm just trying to think because most of our regular play partners know that this is a can be an issue for you in yeah. group play. Yes. And so it's fine with them. But I'm just trying to think of how you would broach that with a new partner or new couple, say we had a new couple that we're starting to play with. You know, what would be the best way to let them know ahead of time that this happens sometimes? If it does, don't worry, it's not you guys. You know, or it's it's just, I don't know. I don't know. And it's tough because yeah. I don't think there is a way yeah. that you can that you can bring this up in a, in a conversational sort of manner. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, it is, it's so frustrating, you know, and yeah, yeah. Like I said, I wish there was a way that, you know, I wish there was something I could do because, that, like, oh yeah, this gets over it. Yeah. I'll say because otherwise you do quite well. Um, you know, when we are playing with other people at, other than that, you you are quite good at being in the moment, and you're, yes. you're focused on your partner. Oh yeah. And whether it's orally or like you said with your hands or whatever, you are very focused on your partner, and yes. you're very good at that. Yeah. It's it's just that extra little bit that that is hard for you. But as far as you know, being with the people and being in the situation, you're very good at that mentally. Otherwise, yeah. Yeah, it's just that you know sometimes yeah. parts don't cooperate. I know, right? So fuck you, brain. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's um, let yourself go. Yeah. Well, and I think it is <laughs> I important. Like we, 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 I think it is important, though, when you are, you know, even you know, not group setting because most, let's be honest, most people don't really have group sex. Um, but even with a, a partner, whether new or yeah. old, to be in the moment and to focus on them because everyone wants to feel important and your partner wants to feel important just as much as you do. So focus on them. Don't be thinking about what groceries you need to stop and get on the way home. Don't be thinking about other partners. Oh, I really liked when this person did this. Why isn't this person doing that? You know, maybe you didn't ask for it. Um, But, (laughs) but to focus on them and, and to be, to be with them only and to forget about the outside world. Yeah. It yeah. makes it a lot more pleasurable for them, which ultimately makes it more pleasurable for you. Well said. Wow. All right. Your pleasure is my pleasure. <laughs> I would agree with that completely. <laughs> um, all right. Let's move on a bit. Um, so the last one is giving the silent treatment. Right. I think, personally, again... This is, and I'm being sexist, this is more of a male problem than it is a female problem. I think most women are pretty good about letting the guy know or the gal know what feels good mm-hmm. and from moans and groans and grunts and... and, and heavy breathing. Heavy, heavy breathing. <laughs> it's pretty easy to know what yeah. you're doing right. I think the problem is guys are chronically stoic. Mm-hmm. Um, Which can come across as a lack of emotion or interest. Yeah. Um, And oftentimes it's focusing on baseball statistics so you don't come too fast. (laughs) Um, You don't know any baseball statistics, do you? uh, I know there are four bases. No, I don't know. If you you could give me batting averages, and I would mm-hmm. have no idea what a bat, good batting average is. <laughs> like that sounds good. Yeah, um, batting four hundred is a good thing, right? I don't know. RBI is the only thing I know, but I don't. I couldn't even tell you what that is. Oh, it's a run batted in. I know what that is. There you go. That's when a person is on base <laughs> and you hit the ball, and you might go get out, but they oh. get in. So that's an RBI. So okay. it, that score. Yeah. See, they wow. holy shit balls. I played baseball, so I should fucking know that. <laughs> 
anyway, um, yeah, so I, I feel like I'm a lot better with this than I was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had a few partners, new partners, actually say to me, um, are you okay? <laughs> I can get quite loud. Um, with guys, I am extremely loud, mm-hmm. um, which, again, sort of touching back on the uh, ED, one of the reasons that I am almost exclusively a bottom now is because you don't have to do anything to bottom. <laughs> you, you know, um, you just have to relax. And I'm really good at relaxing during sex. So yeah. um, I, I find, I think I'm a, at least a f- fair bottom, um, but there's no there's no d- demand for performance uh, right. from a bottom. Um, so, uh, but I tend to get really loud. I, I tend to get really kind of like demanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not a power bottom exactly, but I can be pretty demanding. <laughs> yup. And I like <laughs> uh, to watch it. Yeah. I can be pretty loud. Um, you're pretty loud at times. You have moments where I'm like, wow, I think the neighbors might actually hear us. Yeah. Yeah, that's what those are the times that I just kind of forget and let go. Because those I will, times are awesome. Well, See, not letting yourself go. <laughs> yeah. Remember, did you not listen to the whole rant we just had? Yes, yes. But no, I would say though that early on I was a lot quieter because and I, I know exactly where this stems from, is from my first husband, uh, we would very often have sex either like, you know, with family in the next room or we would share hotel rooms with people because we were in college and we'd share hotel rooms with people and you know have sex you know and try not to wake them up so you'd have to try and be super quiet and stuff and and um so yeah it was just all about being like really quiet and and that just kind of got ingrained in me and so you know I would I would let you know but it was it was not in the same kinds of ways and I've I've kind of learned to let that go and just it doesn't matter anymore because you know I like being watched and some lot of people hear us and you know it's it's a natural part of things and yeah so I I'm a lot better now than I used to be um because yeah when when I was with my first husband I wasn't very loud at all just because it was there were so many times it was like shh be quiet yeah so yeah. It's just funny. There's been a few times where you're so loud. I'm like, whoa, yeah. this is great. Yeah. Um, well, we also lived under my first husband. We lived underneath the screamer for a while. And she was so loud, you could be down, halfway down the block and hear her. That's awesome. So, it, you know, and we would always be like, oh, she's having sex again. Yeah, okay, good for her. Did she get in um, a lot? Uh, not every couple of days. So no. it depends to find a lot. I mean, for yeah. us, not really. But say, for some people, yes. Yeah. You know? Okay, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, and I guess also because of that, you know, I I don't want to be that person necessarily. But at no. the same time, if you know, the the windows are open in the summertime, somebody hears. Yeah. So what? You yeah. know, I don't really care. I hear their TV; they can hear me having sex. <laughs> that seems like a fair trade. Uh, yeah, no, I uh, I agree. I'm 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 much louder than I used to be, and there's yeah. times where I kind of lose myself, and I'm like, oh wow, I'm getting really loud. Yeah. Um, I'm more of a, I, I think I'm more of a, I, the grunter, I'm, I'm a pig boy kind of thing. No, I'm not. But uh, I am like, grr, I don't know, yeah. at times. Yeah. It's kind of, well, it's hard to define your sex noises. <laughs> yeah. I just realized that. I'm we should just to record de- it at some oh, we point. We should. I'm trying to define my sex noises. And, it's and we could just difficult. have a podcast of us having sex. We could. You know? I wonder how many people would listen to that. I, I don't know. Who wants to perv on us having sex? <laughs> um yeah, so um, 
Yeah, maybe we should. I've often, I actually thought about it not too long ago. One of the times where you were having, where we were, you were, ha- where you were having sex. No, <laughs> where we were having sex. No, you were definitely coming. And I thought what we should do is uh-huh. record a video of it, but have it, the camera down so all you can get is sound. Right, right. Um, and then post that to uh, Twitter because you sometimes, you sound so sexy. Your orgasms are sexy. Yay. Yeah. Maybe it's just me. Nah. Yeah. Anyway. If it works for you, it works for you. It works for me. Uh, and it certainly works for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, all right. Yeah, that's um, that's all the, the ones that they had, the m- mistakes we make in the bedroom. Do you have um, any to add to that? You know, I, if, I, yes and no, really. I, I think ultimately what this all boils down to is communication. Mm-hmm. Um, either with your partner or even with yourself. Um, you know, you're, and we've talked about that before, communication, communication, communication. Uh, it tends to be, we should have that on a bumper sticker. Um, you know, you, you've got to talk about what you, you want. You've got to convey what you want. You've got to ask what they want. You have to ask you have what to you're allowed to do. listen to what they want. Yeah. Yes. You know, so it's a, a lot of, I don't know, it's. I, I can't think. I'm sure there's other things. I think you're um, not letting yourself go. That what 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 I hear from that is complacency. Yeah. You get complacent with what you have, and so you know um, what's that? Familiarity breeds contempt, and so you get familiar with something, and you're like, all right, well, this is this is going to work, um, and that can actually work against you as well. Because I know in my previous uh, relationship. Um, I became accepting to the fact that we just didn't have sex that often. Right. You know, we had sex maybe once a week, once to 10 days. And that was during the high time when we were really having a lot of sex. I was like, holy cow. Um, And, you know, that's, you get, you get, you grow to accept that. That's the new normal. And And I think that's part of a, a problem. And I would say besides that, besides just the actual physical sex, there's also that emotional connection where if you're not making an effort in the relationship and, you know, you're not putting your best foot forward, then you're not going to be as close emotionally either. Yeah. You know, and sex starts outside the bedroom. And Mm -hmm. I know it sounds so fucking cliche. And I know, you know, I've seen a lot of things suggestions on you know trying to spice up a sex life you start (laughs) you know tell somebody the morning of you know what what is attractive or whatnot and for me most of that always felt so um contrived you know if i text you on a on in the morning uh, saying, oh, well, the underwear you were wearing was really hot or you text me and say you know i wore hot underwear for you that to me feels contrived Instead, you know, you and I, we have a, we've developed a, a form of, of communication that works for us that mm-hmm. is sexy. Like, you know, I will occasionally get a, a text from Mrs. Adam that is the emoticon with, that's got uh, two big eyes and the just the, the mouth open. And then um, a less than symbol, equal, 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 and then, and then the number eight. So it's clearly this big sort of ASCII emoji emoticon thing for blowjob. I mean, it's clear that's what it is. I'll get that just out of the blue. And that's, I mean, that's what 
people are advising others to do. Mm-hmm. But I think what you need to do is find something like that. You're not sending me pictures of your underwear. You're not talking about your underwear. You're not saying this is what I want to do, blah, 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 blah. Find something that fits into your lexicon that feels natural. And I think my problem with most of the advice columns is what they're describing doesn't feel natural to me because it's not what, it's not what we would it's do. It's not what we would do. Yeah. Um, and I think that's important um, that you have to find something that feels natural for you. And every relationship's a little bit different. And it may take some feeling out and some trying of things to see what is natural for you. It, you may know what works for you or you may not. You may have to try yeah. different things with your partner. Give it a go. And, and kind of grade the feedback and see what you get. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's, it's funny because we are very much, uh, you know, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work and it's not going to work. Yeah. Um, but you have to make it work. It takes two people to make a successful relationship and it makes two people, it takes two people to, for a relationship to fail. Um, which reminds me to, of a great Simpsons quote, which is Homer speaking to Marge. It takes two people to lie, Marge. One person to say the lie and the other person to believe it. <laughs> which cracks me up. But, you know, part of that, he's got it. There's a truth there. Yeah. Um, ironically, in that, you know, it does take two people to sort of make that connection. And if you know it's, if you know there's a problem, you got to speak up and say there's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's our uh, mistakes our take on mistakes we make um, in the bedroom and in relationships in general. Uh, Trust me, there's a bunch of other mistakes that you can make in a relationship in general, but I'm a firm believer that they all boil down to communication. You got to talk. If you don't talk and you don't listen, you're you're going to fail. Bar none. You will fail. Do you disagree? Nope, I absolutely agree. She's over here shaking her head vehemently, yes. Yes, I I Um, absolutely agree, 100%. Talking sucks sometimes. It can be hard. It's it can be really difficult. hard. I think there's nothing more difficult than asking for what you want. Mm-hmm. You're putting yourself in a vulnerable position, you know, and it, it you're letting you're putting yourself on the line for someone to say no. And that yeah. sucks. Nobody wants to hear that. However, if you don't if you don't ask, you may never get. Right. So. And th- if they say no, you're no worse off than you were. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right, this felt, God, this podcast felt serious. I didn't want to do a fucking yeah. serious podcast, and look, we did something Sorry. serious. So um, we we have a question of the week, and hopefully it's something light. Uh, I say we. Mrs. Adam has a question of the week, and I'm hoping it's something light and frivolous and that I can just be like, hee, 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 A little. Maybe not entirely frivolous, but anyway. So the question is, what is your largest age gap with a partner? Male and female. Ooh, that I've so the large the the widest age gap between me and somebody who I've had sex with. Yes, it could be up or down. <laughs> <laughs> up and down, up and down. Up That's and down. what she said. Um, okay, I seem to remember when I was in my twenties. I'm going to say I was 28, mm-hmm. and he was. This was a grinder hookup at a hotel in San Diego. Um, I was 28. I'm pretty sure he was at least. Wait, no, this wasn't 28. Hang on, I, I'm I'm getting all confused now. I was I was actually. No, maybe I was 28. I don't. Anyway, we'll say I was 28 to 30. He was 48 to. 52. 
So that makes so you're looking at about a twenty year age twenty gap. plus year age yeah. gap. Um, I may have a bit of a daddy thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. I have a good relationship with my dad. A great relationship with my dad, but I think that you still like older guys. I need the acceptance, and yeah. I need an older guys to say I'm okay. Um, that's the greatest age difference I've ever had. Young guys, uh, the youngest guy I've ever been, I don't know, maybe four yeah. years, three years younger than me. Not that much younger. Um, what about a lady? Ladies. So the greatest age difference is probably, um, I'm currently 30-something, eight, um, 40... Two forty-three, so five years. Okay. Up, she's five years. She'd be five years older than me, mm-hmm. and I would say the young guess is probably around the same. Okay. Um, maybe even closer to my age. So that not as I big guess. of a spread on the ladies. I would say not a big of a spread. No, I it, only because, well, two reasons. One, I'm not terribly. I can interested. think of one that was six, six years. I would say, for you. Okay. But still around there. So, yeah, five to six. Um, but it's really one? The lady from Friday night, She's isn't she? Oh, is she? I think I have she's, no idea how I old think she she's is. a bit younger. I oh. could be mistaken. Oh, I have no idea how old she is. Yeah, I think so. Oh. No. Well, I could be wrong. Look. If not, I'm just thinking she is. All right. Oh. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, no, I mean, it's uh, it, it only be- because I don't... I did have that opportunity with the 21-year-old. Yes, um, I did. was 33, uh, maybe, mm-hmm. and she was had just turned 21. She kept telling me she had just turned you 21. You weren't quite 33. All right, so... You were a little bit older, even, because that got, was probably four years ago. So you were yeah. 34. Okay, okay, close enough. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I kept getting those red flags that if I had sex with her, she was going to cry rape. She's um, a crazy Even though one. she was yeah. throwing herself at me. Yeah. Um, and I was like, uh, no. She thanks. seemed kind of crazy. You're so, kind of crazy. Yeah. So we just sat out in the stairwell and made out for a little while. Pants on. Yep. Probably wise. So that was the youngest person I've ever kissed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. How about you? Uh, so my largest age gap with a guy was 14 years. He was older. Okay. Not younger. Because 14 years younger would still be all right. But, um, but no, he was 14 years older than me. Okay. Um, I had no idea until after we hooked up. It wouldn't have mattered, but I had no idea until Mama once with mama once. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he didn't look it at all. And it wasn't until I saw his driver's license. It was like, holy shit. it's like, meh, okay, that's hey, fine. Record, I'll, st- I'll that, still go back. <laughs> that's what Mrs. Adam does. When you go and take a shower, she goes through your wallet. <laughs> How did you see his driver's it license? Was, no, his wallet was honestly open on my on my dresser. Oh. I don't know if it, I think it might have just fallen open or something, whatever, but it was open. And okay. So I just happened to walk by and it was like, oh, look, okay, yeah. Um, But yeah, no, it, it didn't bother me at all. It was just, until like I said, he came back multiple times, so whatever. Pun intended. Um, yes. He came uh, on your back multiple times? I don't know that he ever did. Hey, so that's actually a random question. We'll come back to that. But do you, like your other partners, do they like whip it out and take the condom off and then come on you? No. Huh. All right. No. Sorry. Uh, Too much porn. And then <laughs> <laughs> the largest age gap with a female was eight years and she was younger. Oh. Um, I don't think I've had 
very many older females, um, maybe one or two, but it wouldn't have been that much older, I yeah. don't think. Most of them are around my age or within a few years, possibly a bit younger, but they're generally pretty close. <laughs> um, but yeah, so eight years for female, 14 for a male. Oh, all right, yeah, so that, uh, there you go. Yeah. Our age spread is, uh, yeah. Mine's always it is what it is. Yours. It is what it is. It, you know, <laughs> age is only a number. Yeah, honestly, it's more about the attraction and the person. It is. It really is. You know, because I think of some of our consistent partners mm-hmm. who are, you know, a strong ten years older than than both of us, mm-hmm. um, and one in particular. Um, he may be ten years older than us, but he is in better shape than both of us put oh, together. Oh, absolutely, hands um, down. Yeah. It's, yeah. Which always cracks me up. I'm like, oh my God, you look like you're sort of chiseled. Yeah. We're talking to you, Blue Steel. He's not quite 10 years. Isn't he? No. How much older is he? Seven. I would say probably seven years older than you, which puts him eight or nine older than me. I thought he was 47 or 48. I thought 45. God, he's going to kick my ever-loving ass if I called him 10 years older. Either that or if he is, he's going to love me. So one or the other. (laughs) (laughs) Either way. Either way. The boy's built like he's 24, 25. I mean, he looks beautiful. Yeah, Um, he does. So it doesn't matter how much older he is than us. He looks like he's 10 years younger than us. Yes. Plus. So whatever. And he could easily kick both of our asses. He, yeah. Yeah. I would happily let him do that. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's it. Um, All right. Thanks for listening again. Thanks for listening. Uh, you can find us on the Twitter at The Atoms of Love. Uh, please email us all your questions, comments, and rude remarks um, at uh, The Atoms of Love at gmail.com. And that's T H E A T O M S O F L O V E. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, find us on iTunes or or podcasters or stitcher what's it pocket cast there pocket it is. Cast, yeah. um review us you know we we like validation <laughs> tell us we're <laughs> Who pretty doesn't? please tell us we're pretty yeah um yeah and uh thanks for listening we'll catch you all next time hold up what was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 